Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it. You're still here? You came back. Two weeks of eating vegetables on the fringe, uh, dealing with political darkness. By the way, that is dark, isn't it? You get into politics more crazy. Anyway, good news. We're moving forward. We're going to tackle fairy tales and what's true and what's not. Vaquero brings it. And I can't thank you enough for continuing with us on this journey. So, here you Go. Welcome to another episode of the Fringe, Fringe 6. What is the Fringe? Well, some of you know, and I, I thank you, by the way, so much for sticking with us as we eat our vegetables. Um, we think of it as a place on the edge of Christianity, neither in nor out, but not a place to stay forever. It's a place many people find themselves for many reasons. Someone up here after having negative experiences from professing Christians. Uh, and I, when I say that, it's with the quote marks. Others were once believers, but left their faith in search of something more, but who still haven't found what they're looking for. Others are on the fringe because they are skeptical or have unanswered questions about Christianity or certain frustration about Christianity, the Bible, and what it all means. Maybe you are all of those or none of them. But thanks for being here. I, I, you know, one of my favorite things is flawed. <laughs> we, so sometimes to uh, the point of uh, um, uh, exhaustion, but we are. We are two flawed men. We don't get it all right, but we are seeking truth, and we definitely want to love others with our full heart. And uh, we ourselves have been frustrated and felt uh, we had to do something about it. We have to say something about it. We have to, we have to stand up. And uh, we, we started with the conversation, seeking to offer hope and possibly guidance to each other. And now it's spilled over. And now it's been growing and growing. And thank you so much for sharing. It has quickly grown outside of our circle. And, of course, we want to continue to encourage, really, where we're starting a movement, a movement of freedom and some independent thinking, not afraid to question things. And, yes, I can get uncomfortable. And sooner or later, we, we may tick you off as we tick each other off. That's just how it goes when we're flawed and we're human. We aren't perfect. We will get it wrong. But we'll keep trying. And we will truly want to connect the gospel message to our lives, our morals, our money, our relationships, and our convictions. And at the end of the day, you get to judge. That fits, that makes sense, that doesn't. We hear from you and we think correct from there. So how do how do I do there, Vaquero Guapo? These are this is your beautiful structure and striving to bring structure to it. And um, so what would you think? How'd that go across? I don't know, it's fantastic. You could do that for a living. I don't know if you're getting paid for this podcast. Or not, I just need I'm... your words. I need your words more than mine to get my, to keep myself out of more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, as we as we continually strive to get better um, individually and together in this strange endeavor that we're on here. Um, sometimes structure helps. And so we're trying to, to bring our A game a little bit. Yeah. Learn from prior episodes. Hopefully this will be one of the, the last episodes where we don't have uh, professional quality audio. Yes, we are. Um, as, as, as we get some new microphones coming. And we, we, have, Nate, we have a secret coach. We're not going to say who that is yet. 
but uh, we have someone that's advising us, journalistic experience, to try to get us into the, uh, the real world of uh, better audio quality, better structure. So again, thanks for winging it with us, everybody. That's really what you're getting here. As okay. we, we hopefully we get a bit more professional, right? A bit more professional each week, right? Absolutely. So speaking of week to week, last week, yeah. DJ Tommy P, we talked, uh, I think the episode was called Woke to Awake. Yes. Um, it was uncomfortable for me at times. Yes. And I, I think I needed to hear some of those things and just curious what, what your reflections on it were. Man, um, darkness, I, I have to admit, and I've had others like warn me like, hey, you're going to go here. You're tackling some darkness. Um Part of it is affirmation. I think that we're, we're, we are striving for the right thing. We will get it wrong, but we are trying to stand up for others on both sides. And then I had a point of realization of like, now I understand why certain media outlets pick one side or the other because they, they'll get the majority of half or 40%, whatever it is. And then that becomes a mob mentality. And then the other side, I, I'm blue or red, okay? Uh, they get their side and then they get emboldened and there's this whole kind of mob thing, but they feel good because they got, they got some critical mass going. Nate Vaccaro, really what we're doing, we're striving for truth. And that means we're going to find some hypocrisy on both sides. And then it's, it's honestly, it's not a way to win some friends sometimes. Really. I mean, just like I said, we're going to tick each other off once in a while and it's, it, it just, it's eating vegetables. It's, it is uncomfortable. And then, as much as I question, I struggle, and I wrestle, we had listener Timothy chime in, man, and he hit me just really at the perfect time. Because I, as I question and as I doubt, I'm like, what are we really doing? You know, I, is this making any difference whatsoever if we're going to end up agitating 80% of the voter base on both sides? But um, and then as like, uh, he just said, man, I'm feeling more love. And it just makes me, it makes me want to be um, a better Christian. And it was like, Okay, interesting, right? This is a guy who uh, we wouldn't technically put in that fringe definition earlier on, but he wants to be a better person. So it was impacting him. His, his words totally made my day. Not my day, just even into the weekend. I was like, that's the lift I needed. So how about you, Vakaro? Um, Well, I am grateful for people like Timothy who send notes of encouragement and also, when they say, hey, you know, here's something that I, I either didn't quite agree with or I didn't like or you missed the boat altogether. Hmm. If we're going to walk it like we talk it, we have to not just sit in uh, with a microphone going out. We also have to be willing to listen and receive and reflect on what other people are saying. No, no. So yep. you can do that in two places right now. You can go to fragments.com and there's a bunch of different resources online there. You can also reach out directly to Tom there. Uh, for me, the best way is my email. You can just send me a note at nate at tangledroots.com. And if you have something that you want to chat about or start a dialogue, by all means, hit either one of us up. And uh, if that means that we take some heat, so be it. But uh, that's the price we pay. Mm. Right on, Vaccaro. By the way, people think uh, we have this all totally planned and scripted. Although that intro, that, those were your words to help guide me and just be truth and disclosure. Excellent intro, extra excellent framing as we try to become a bit more professional. I don't know what you're going to talk about today. I had the bulk of the outline last week, right? And you had an idea. We are so. But part of it's fun though is is uh, yeah, going and reacting. And so I don't have a ton of thought going into this or whatever it's going to be. I I just don't know. So, Vakar, you're leading the charge today, my man. 
And I, honestly, I love that we do it in this format because then it's actually real. It's not, yeah. there's no, there's no <laughs> agenda. I mean, we, we obviously we have a, a meaning and purpose that we're doing this. Right. We could have, yeah, go ahead. But we're not like feeding each other. No, stuff. like you say this, then I'm going to say this, and then you be good cop, and then I'll be bad cop. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's not that at all. In fact, we wouldn't have had that moment where you're like, I strongly disagree. I was like, <laughs> what did I just say? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and what I think, um, as I've listened back to a few episodes, what stands out to me the most um, among a few things is you and I actually have a genuine relationship. We're not we do. strangers. We are engaged in each other's lives. We are in regular communication and text and group chats and phone calls throughout the week. So we are in relationship with each other. And so that makes this, for me, enjoyable and also a little bit timid at times because you know there is our friendship is at stake and our relationships are at stake and so i i at the same point don't want to uh sugarcoat things if i think you're wrong i'll tell you i think you're wrong yeah yeah you're very good at that by the way i told you you are my uh you're one of my best at quality control and it reminds me of a saying cliche as it is a friend will tell you what you want to hear a true friend will tell you what you need to hear her. So yes. lean on that, everybody. Fringe or not. So let's try to be true friends. So okay. for today, Here we go. I have been thinking a lot about how hard it is to understand all of this, uh, even for believers. So how much harder it must be for non-believers. Mm. And by this, I mean all of it. Um, faith, the Bible, uh, different teachings, how to interpret things, um, how are we supposed to live our lives? How do we uh, how do we make sense of all of it? Mm. And what stands out to me is I believe some things today with utter conviction that ten years ago I believed the exact opposite thing with utter conviction. Mm. And so I am one of those people. My wife calls me a seeker. I'm always looking and searching and digging and trying to to find something. And that means that I will get it wrong several times and likely many times. And so that's where I want to go today. Is right how do we begin to make sense of it when there's so much skepticism? And I'll give you a, a really common example or maybe a, a phrase that you've heard is... Well, if, if you believe all of that, if you believe the Bible and you believe Jesus and you believe um, Adam and Eve and you believe all that stuff, that, mm. that's just the same as believing in Santa Claus. And mm. I, I just can't get there with you because that's just a, that's a leap of faith too far and I'm not going to make it. And I'm imagining a lot of people have, um, listening have either heard that or said that or been around somebody and, and that example has come up. And so... It's a, it's not the best argument against Christianity, but it's a starting point. So yeah. let's tackle it. Yeah, right on, man. Uh, I love it. So my question is to you, Tom, is it reasonable for a child to believe in Santa Claus? Yes or no? Yeah, I, I, I do believe so. By the way, these are knee-jerk reactions. I did not have an uh, advanced look at these questions. So why do you think it's reasonable? I think I, I just look back. I, I guess I'm I'm truly just reflecting on my own childhood. I didn't feel robbed or um, 
led astray by my parents, you end up learning they had their heart in the right place. In fact, if anything, they were deflecting off them. And uh, just, it, it was, it's something fun. I just, it was a great memory for me as a child of uh, the fantasy of it all. It, it just was. And I'll spill over to the Easter Bunny too. If, uh, take off some of the fundamentalists of what the true reason of Easter is. But I, I just, I, I love, I love Easter egg hunts. I, I love chocolate peanut butter eggs. I love uh, the stockings on Christmas day. I just, I love the tradition. Um, I guess I'm just going off emotion. Huh, Carol? I, I I, well, maybe that's part of it. I think you have obviously distinct memories of it. I also think it was in, incredibly reasonable for you to believe in Santa when you were a kid. Sure. One, all around you, the culture is telling you that this is real. From the target aisle to commercials on TV to your parents telling you Santa's coming. You know, we're going to put a tree in the living room and then we're going to leave cookies up overnight. Mm. So you are surrounded by affirmations that Santa Claus is real, including the people that you trust the most and that are raising you and that support you and love you and in your immediate family. Everybody in a position of—I don't want to say authority—that's not the right word—influence—is telling you that this is a real thing. And so, I think it's perfectly re- reasonable and rational for a child to believe in Santa. Now, I right. don't think it's rational for an adult to believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, good point. We're, we're we're agreeing so far, but Carol. Yeah, and that's because when. You know, you finally understand you know, what the, the cultural tradition is about. Yeah, you make peace with it. As you know, if you're six years old or you're you know, however old you might be when that happens, and then you buy into the theater, and then you pass it on to your own kids. Hmm. That being said, that's one of the common criticisms of Christianity: is well, you're just believing what you were taught as a fairy kid. tales, right? Definitely yeah, this is fairy tales. You don't yep. believe that you know, yep. baby miraculously happened. And so my question back in that situation is, do you know of any adults who have come to believe in Santa Claus? No. Because it's irrational. It's, it is unreasonable. It is without reason hmm. to come to believe in Santa Claus as an adult. Right. So for... Go ahead. No, I say, dude, we, uh, we are, uh, the, I call it spidey sense for lack of a term, but there's something starts kicking in, right? When something seems fishy or whatever. And I think about my, my oldest daughter, Hallie, she came to me, oh, she's like first, second grade. And she's like, uh, she wrote a letter to Santa saying, Hey, could you take a picture of Rudolph? And, uh, she, she needs some proof. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm working all uh, through the night. Trying to, I, I'm not a Photoshop master at all. I thought I had a decent reindeer and to put a red nose on it, and uh, uh, she she read right through it. It was a it was a colossal fail. There's a moment in time where you just like you, yeah you put it together like yeah this is this is not this is not real and it'd be foolhardy to continue. But anyway, not sure what value that was there, Nate. But it just there's I guess it's just a point of realization for all of us, right? And I think I, I think now I know where you're going with this, but continue, please. Yeah, so let's just move on. Let's try another one. Another really frequent critical question is, well, you don't believe the Bible literally, do you? Mm. 
Right. I know you've had that question asked of you. I mean, yep. most often it, it, it's, there's some snark behind the question. Usually it's, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a, well, I, d- d- by the way, is this my cue for the answer or, or, uh, <laughs> I don't know if there is an answer. I'm not, I'm not prompting you. Oh, all right, right, all right, all right. There we go. People now know we are really, truly winging it on this. I did not know these <laughs> questions in advance, uh, but if I may give a short answer and tease it, cause this is actually going to pour into more content. No doubt about it. We will not solve it all. Let me just be very clear here. Um, I definitely struggle with parts of it in particular, the old Testament. I just do. It's just at that, uh, the literal seven days, right, in the beginning. Um, I got some theories on that. And when the timing's right, we'll go there. Um, on some things that kind of popped at me as I've further studied and I've further studied and further studied. So anyone that, anyone, especially the fringe, I know that's why you struggled or you walked away. Just know there is, there's definitely there, there's certain areas where I do struggle. Uh, on the flip side, uh, well, Jesus never, he didn't debate any of it. <laughs> I mean, that's the hard part. Uh, he didn't really though go in depth either on it. A lot of it, he quoted some of it for sure. But um, anyway, fill in the reins, the pause there, about Carol. That it will set up for future episodes. That's the good news. Well, the the literal example that you just gave is one that's was the earth literally created in seven days. And if you if you read the entire Bible literally, then that means that the earth you believe the earth is only about six thousand years old, and that's very very hard for people to accept yeah. and I completely understand I, I I personally don't accept that explanation as being a valid one because I see lots of evidence in the natural world and, and through the sciences that say it's actually much older than that and I have one interpretation of the creation story that one, I can understand how somebody can reach a, a literal interpretation of that and, and come to the you know, age of the universe is 6,000 years old. Um, but I, I look on the other side and I see a mountain of evidence that says, hey, there's a lot more things that don't require as much interpretation. And so, no, um, I don't believe the entire Bible is meant to be interpreted literally. So, yeah, and by the way, this is where the fringe is like, yes, and then, you know, when I said we were going to tick off everyone? <laughs> so now we tick off the fundamentalists, but I will encourage everyone, so, you know, I think, I think, Valkyrie, you've heard me go here before, but let me just quick plant the seed. Just to think, don't limit God, I guess, if there's a God. You can't limit God. God is not bound by our time. Um, we are. We are, definitely are, but... I guess we were going here a little bit. I'm going to plant the seed. Maybe it's going to be a future episode where we go more in depth. But do you recall, Nate, which day it was that God actually created the sun and the moon according to Genesis? I know it wasn't day one or seven or six. No, nah, good. I don't know the exact name. It's four. I believe it's four. four okay. Oh, I better quality control check. I'm almost certain of it. Now, good. Then we got some people Googling it and dump, uh, jumping in. This is what we want anyway. Take a look at that. Um, that's, that was a moment to me like, oh, what's a day to God? Anyway, right? What's a day to God? I, I, well, let's, let's keep riffing on it. Oh, I want to okay. use the word day in a sentence four different ways. So first of all, uh, what day is it? Well, when I say that, I'm referring to a time period on the calendar. It's, right. Today is May 12th. Um, is it day or is it night? Well, now I'm taking that same period of time and I've divided it in two. Um, 
I've got a day, a light period and a dark period. And then I'm going to say, well, back in the day, well, back in the day is like an era. It's a less descriptive or less precise example of, of day. Um, and I could go on and that's three, not four, but you, know, you get what you pay for. So that's a simple illustration of like back to you on day four, you know, when, when light was created. Well, sun, was, I think there was light before, but the actual sun. So now you're factoring the earth's rotation and all that stuff. So, um, it's just something you got to factor. That is definitely, I'm almost certain it's the sun and the moon are put, God puts those in the sky on day four. So, and so that's likely then from the perspective of planet earth, the first, you know, 24 hour rotation, right. Where we would consider that. Technically, even then Uh, I just, I was like, Oh, that was a mind trip when I first discovered that. I was like, Oh, and, and by the way, Neil, I'm sorry. One other thing to parlay on. I once had a pastor explain to me what heaven was like, right? In eternity. And he said, eternity, one day in heaven would be like Mount Everest and a bird lands on it and it lands on it until it goes down to flat land is one day. I'm like, that's a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it blew my mind on that try. I mean, who knows? You, We can debate that, whatever that is, but I guess eternity is eternity. So yeah. there is no more time. At least there's not this... Um, you know, finite, what we're dealing with right now, what average age, right? And COVID and all that crap is like, uh, it isn't 80 years or 90. This is, we're talking, this is, this is explained to us. It will be forever. Whether you want to believe in it or not, eternity is eternity. So again, how can we limit God? I, I, that's my, that's one of my counter punches to that. So yeah, do we, do we interpret all that literally? Well, let me give you a quote by one of my all time favorite. um, Spiritual guides, Bruce Lee, the incomparable Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, the the martial artist, Bruce Lee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) he says, you must be shapeless, formless, like water. When you pour water in a cup, it becomes the cup. When you pour water in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. When you pour water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can drip and it can crash. Become like water, my friend. Mm. Now, if I were to apply the same snarky lens that a lot of people apply to Christianity and say, well, is Bruce Lee telling me that I literally need to become like water? Well, I'm already 98% water. My body is, so I'm close. But would, would any of us show signs of intelligence or reason if we said that we interpreted that quote literally? I don't know. I don't think Bruce Lee wants me to become like water. So, so when I look I say, Dave, at, this is getting deep, man. <laughs> yeah. So when I look at, you know, Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, okay. this is Jesus saying, behold, I send you forth as sheep into the midst of wolves. Be therefore like serpents, as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Now, do I literally think he's, that I need to like sprout wings and be a, a dove? Do I really think I'm, I'm now personifying a sheep? Why would I apply such a, a clearly negatively intended literal interpretation to somebody reading that and saying, well, of course that's not literal. So no, the, the, the Bible itself is not like, first of all, it's not one book. It is many books. You've got 
uh, the Torah, the you know part of the beginning of the Old Testament, which are the five books of Moses. And there's the law, and there's a part on the prophets, and then there's uh, the writings, and then there's the New Testament. So is it is it one perfect sequential story that I'm supposed to to read literally? Well, I think there are parts of it that are literal. Like I, I literally believe in Christ's death and resurrection. But do I think that you know there's metaphor and there's allegory in it? Yes, I absolutely do. And so allegory is not a word we use very often. And so I looked up uh, the meaning of it just so I wouldn't misquote it. And an, <laughs> alleg an allegory is just a story, a poem, or a picture yeah. that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden, hidden meaning, typically a moral or political one. Mm. Well, that 100% sounds like a bunch of the things that I've read in the Bible. So, yeah, there are parts I'm supposed to interpret allegorically, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, spot on, Vaquero. And here's where I'm getting pulled on all that. Um, like I said, I guess this is the, this is the fringe series where we're going to, we're going to uh, tick off the fundamentalists <laughs> in a way, but at least fringe, you know, we're not afraid to question, not us, not Nate and I, we're okay. We're at peace with it. And, uh, uh I guess if we're going to practice what we preach, you know, someday when we get to heaven, we're like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. I got that wrong. I guess it was, you really meant a dove or it literally was seven days. Oh, my bad. Um, but I'm going to warn the fundamentalist. You want to reach, encourage the fringe, your uncle, your cousin, whomever it is that you've been, and eh, fringe, you know who they are too, right? The one that's been uh, uh, chirping you or working on you. Um, well, one, did they do it with love? And two, are they trying to debate if, if it's literally six, seven, or seven days, excuse me, or not? That's Why are you putting your foundation in that anyway? Um, let's, let's take the whole picture, the whole thing, as Nate says, and, and the beauty of the, the whole context of the book and what is the message, what is the overall message. And, uh, I'll tell you what, I'm not putting my debate, um, or, or my persuasion skills into, um, the literal seven days beginning of the earth. Was it, was it not? I'm putting in Jesus stood for love period. Would this world be better with love or not? You know, Jesus was, as I closed off the last one, was killed out of hate, right? It was a, definitely a campaign of hate. He stood for love. Do we want more love in this world or not? Because that's what I'm for, Vaquero. I know you are too. So when I got married, um, I learned how to argue a lot better. Because my wife is, my wife <laughs> She's is, an attorney, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of practice, and, old man. <laughs> and at first I thought, man, I'm just screwed. This is I'm toast from here on forward because I'm never going to win an argument. But what I love, more honestly, more than just about anything that I love about my wife is she's willing to listen to your argument mm. and she will identify the weak parts of your argument mm. and then put it back to you in a way that uh, you have to defend it. Very and it's not mean-spirited, it's not aggressive, it's... it's she loves to hold the ideas in her head and, and very she wise. She holds them up to the light. She's trained. She, yeah, she is trained. Professionally and, trained. Yes. And I, another favorite one of my spiritual guides is Bill Murray. Um, the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got Bruce Lee. Are we really going Bill Murray? Yeah, I think uh, so. I love Why the not? guy. Sure. Very interesting guy. He, he very has an amazing quote that I've used for years. And he says, if you think it's hard to win an argument for the smart person, Try to win an argument with a stupid person. <laughs> that 
That is awesome. I've not heard that one, and I love Bill Murray. I've not Top heard that, that one. That is brilliant. Uh, again, whether side fringe or not, I learn learn from Nate's wife. That's exactly right. Let, process it. Bring it in. Show that you're listening. Reaffirm. In fact, I'd say, let's go back and pick on politicians a little bit. Some are not good at it. You can tell the ones that went to legal school and the ones that didn't because they're just going off emotion and calling people by names, right? Where uh, both sides, by the way, I'm going both sides again, but you can tell a good politician listens, processes, questions, finds weaknesses in it, and then comes in with more facts and truth. And at least we call it cross-examining, right? So, and so what we're trying to bring to the conversation here is a critical, uh, a, a, not a critical approach like negative, but an approach based on critical thinking. Mm. I want to be intellectually challenged. I don't want to have to make the Santa Claus argument forever uh, because that's that's not a mature argument. It's, it's not mature once you inspect it. It sounds like it's a good trap. But it's really not. It's not a very sophisticated trick at all. Mm. And I want—I I don't want to have a faith that is childish in the sense that it's um, simple. Although I do want to have a simple faith, but I don't want to have a simple or an oversimplified understanding. And so the message is: yes, question everything. Do the do the research. Yeah. Um, like it, it might shock a lot of people to know that the, the versions of the Bible that you read today look nothing like the original versions. You know that uh, chapters and verses, the way that we see them, didn't exist until the mid-1500s. There's a guy named William Whitt- Whittingham who created the first English New Testament uh, version of the Bible that had both chapters and verses listed. And it was the first one of its kind Slightly before him was a French guy um, who did something similar, but it was never widely adopted. And so even the version of the Bible that you see on store shelves today, that's a modern invention. Before then, it was longer form text. It was scrolls. It was letters, uh, psalms. It's a whole bunch of different things that... um, we take for granted and assume that this is how it always has been because we don't understand the context of history. So, and so I want us to welcome people in that say, yeah, this seems really weird. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's hard to read. Yep. It is. Yep. Don't kid yourself. Yep. We're there. Uh, we talked about before, Nate, just the Old Testament yeah. is, itself is raw and it is not sugar-coated, and if they ever tried to make a true movie out of it, it it's beyond R. It's like NC-17. Um, and there's so much here. And by the way, Vaqueros, I keep an eye on the clock, right? But the good news is we got a lot of forward momentum now going to this next episode. Um, I, I feel a bit freer, too, just getting back to some of the critical thinking and away from the darkness of uh, politics for the most part. And I know we'll have to go back there someday. But um, in closing thoughts, Vaquero, and uh, we'll, we'll wrap this one. Yeah, very simply, what we're talking about today, these aren't the answers. They are our own, in my own, I'll call it speculative theology even. I don't know the answers to these things. I'm still groping and grasping in the dark. But these are a door. These kinds of questions are a door. So open that door. I encourage people to go and seek it out, question it, contemplate it, ask questions, and then... 
um, odd for me to say this as we're hosting a podcast, but my prayer is that we close our mouths and open our ears um, mm. and ask for that understanding to be given to us so that we don't do any more harm. Mm. That's so good. I, uh, it reminds me of a old adage. Um, I, I do, I am in sales for a living, ironically, and that's one of the first things they teach you if you get professionally trained, um, is, uh, two ears, one mouth. If you're really trying to make a point, you're trying to get somewhere, you better be listening twice as much than you are speaking. So yeah, please keep the feedback coming. By the way, we absolutely welcome it. Hit up, hit up, uh, Vaquero, especially with the negative stuff. Perfect. You got his email address. So I, I love that. Right. Right. Vaquero, all the negative stuff to you. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> no, we open it up. Check, check We're us out all good. On Look us up on iTunes, like us on Spotify. And we'll see you next yeah, week. Yeah, and share it. Keep sharing it. We will welcome the critical feedback and the questions. We will not back away. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Bob Carroll. Word. Thanks for joining the Fringe this week. Thank you, Bob Carroll. That was a breath of fresh air. We are not afraid to take the tough critical questions. How about you? Think about your friends or your family members or colleagues that are super defensive. I guarantee you the more defensive the more insecure. A well-educated and versed individual will listen, cross-examine in a logical, truthful way, just like Vaquero's wife. So, hey, if you get your undies in a bunch, that's on you. So which are you? Which side? Are you an effective communicator or are you just full of hot air and silly memes? For those that want confidence in truth and not afraid of critical questions, this is your pod. Speaking of critical questions, what is the difference between Santa and Jesus? Well, I'll give you a shorter answer. I have yet to see one person get sober because of Santa. I've yet to see a marriage or family restored by Santa. I have witnessed countless hearts changed for the better via Jesus. On the flip side, if you have been hurt, please know it was a wolf in sheep's clothing. What do I mean by that? Perhaps it was by someone that was more in love with their church or their religion or their power or their selfishness versus what Jesus commanded them to do, which was truly loving God and truly loving others. That's the truth, Ruth. So stick with us as we'll continue to break this down and expose hypocrisy. In the meantime, Please continue to share with your favorite critical thinkers and create your own small groups to discuss. Ending on a song note, you feeling beaten down? As right as you think you are, still something feels wrong inside. You're not alone. We all are, well, most of us, on a lifelong quest for truth and purpose. This song is called Truth. It's by a band called Seether. Again, not perfect, yet you can feel the tension in the struggle of this song. As for you, keep seeking truth, as it is truth that will set you free. If I gave you the truth, would it keep you alive? Though I'm closer to wrong, I'm no further from right. And now I'm convinced on the inside. Something's wrong with me, convinced on the inside. So much more than me.